Welcome to another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. This is the place for inspiration and empowerment so that you can overcome shame, guilt, fear, loss, and grief. We are barely scripted, raw, real, and we even have a lot of fun. This is your place to get some tips so that you can begin to disrupt your trauma for good. Let's get started. Hello there, friends, fellow warriors. Let's talk a little bit about letting go of the past. This is an interesting topic always, right? We have the past, we have the present, we have the future. So the past, I mean, that's what we know. We've been there, right? We've got the movies. We've got the all those old, old reels. We've got DVDs, you know, we've got all Blu-ray. I don't know. What's the most recent thing? Streaming. We've got those. We've got the library. The present. Wow, that's so short, right? The past becomes longer and longer every moment. The present. Whoa, what is that? Is it this second now? Is it today? I don't even know how to define that. What is the present? Is it a moment? Is it an hour? Is it a day? Is it today and tomorrow? I don't know, but it's short. And then there's the future. And the future, of course, everybody hopes the future's long, but the future gets shorter and shorter, right? As the past gets longer, the future gets shorter. No matter how long any of us live, the future gets shorter. But here's the reality. You're definitely living in the present. Right now, listening to this, we are in the present together. The past is gone. Even though that's the library, that's the memories, that's what we have to go on. That's our experience. That's what we base a lot of our decisions on. Probably most of our decisions on our experience, what we've been through. It has a lot to do with who we are today. Maybe it has everything to do with who we are. The future, ooh, now that's a different story, isn't it? Because first of all, we don't know how long it is. We don't know what's up ahead in the road. We have no idea. Maybe you can predict that, you know, next month you're going on vacation and you can kind of envision, oh, I'm going to Hawaii and it's going to be like this and it's going to be warm and we'll go to the beach and we'll feel the sand in our toes and we'll eat this meal and we'll, we'll do some snorkeling and we'll see the fish and we'll swim with the turtles. Maybe you've got that as a future, but the entire picture, if you were to be at the end of your life and look back, from today until the end and remembering this podcast and you're able to go, wow, you know, when Valerie was talking about that, this is what it ended up being. We don't know, do we? And what does that cause us? Anxiety, fear, concern, worry. It's the unknown. And we don't really like the unknown. Let's face it. Unless you're just a person who's come to that Zen place in life or you know, a hundred percent faith, which I don't know if that's possible, you know, hundred percent living on faith and not worrying for a moment. Everybody to some degree has anxiety, fear, worry, wonder about the future. And so here I am with having, you know, taken all of that into consideration. I have the audacity to suggest that we let go of the past. That's a tall order, isn't it? Because like I said, the past is where we've been. It's what we know. 
And it's also a source of, while it's a source of, of pain and discomfort and, you know, a lot of things that weren't so wonderful in our past. When you, you know, I look back at my 60 years, I got plenty of bad memories, but I also have plenty of good ones, wonderful memories. Even though my daughter's gone, I have her first 15 years of life. I have the day, the day I held her. I have so many memories in between, many memories with my son, Sean, and even up to Sunday morning, I'm recording this on a Tuesday, Sunday morning, we went to a movie the day before the, before that we hiked, Sean and I, and that evening we all went to an escape room. I've got memories, very recent memories of Sean, but I've got a lot of good memories in that 60 years. How about you, right? You've got all these memories. I'm not telling you to erase your memories. I love memories. As a matter of fact, just the other day, I had a friend from high school. We actually went to junior high and high school together. And when we were about 15, 16, 17, something like that, we were in Eastern Washington. I'm from the Seattle area. And we were at this lake. It's called, they're called Sun Lakes. And anyway, so she, out of the blue, she texts me and she says, I'm listening to Leonard Skinner and thinking of you. Every time I listen to Leonard Skinner, I think of you. Remember how we were going to go to the concert? And if you know anything about that band, there was a plane crash and most of the members died and they were supposed to be coming to Seattle and we were crushed. We were bummed because we loved Leonard Skinner. So she says, I think of you. Well, that warmed my heart. I love that memory. And I said to her, do you remember how we were out at Sun Lakes at night and the bats were dive bombing our heads? We were running and screaming and laughing. And she said, of course, I remember that. We had our purses over our heads. We had such a good time recalling that memory. Those are beautiful things to do to remember your past. And it's okay too to remember some of the things that weren't so wonderful in your past so that we don't repeat mistakes. That's one thing. And to learn and grow from them. The past is a wonderful thing. I'm not suggesting that you forget about the past. This is called letting go, not forgetting the past. Meaning, are you living in the past? Living for the past. The problem is you can't go there. You only can go to the future. You can't go to the past. You can't get back there. Unless they invent a time machine, I, you can't go back there. I heard something the other day I thought was really kind of interesting. If you live in the past, you die to your future. Think about that. When you're stuck back there, it really does affect your future. I think when God calls you, you should say yes. Even if you don't know what it is, you'll figure it out. You'll get guidance. You'll run into the right people. When I stepped into this mission, I had no idea what in the world I was doing. I just wanted to share some things that I'd learned because I knew that other women were out there like me lost and clawing their way in the darkness and laying down on the mat with their beast on top of them, convincing them they were crappy mothers and they didn't have a future and it was all their fault. And I just knew how awful it was. And I wanted to help people, but I really didn't know what it would look like. That was just saying, okay, I'll do it. And stepping into the future. I heard something else really interesting. I want you to really think about this one. Are you listening? Sounds like I'm talking to my husband. Are you listening? He says, yeah. I go, but really, what did I just say? And he'll go, uh, 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 okay. See, there's a difference between hearing and listening. <laughs> I really want you to get this one. 
Are you fighting the future or fighting for it? Think about the difference. Are you fighting the future? No, don't come future because I'm scared of you. I don't know what's up there. I'm convinced it's all bad because only bad things happen to me. Is that you? Or are you going to fight for the future? If you're just going to hang out and be complacent and, and you know what? I think the last, was it the last podcast I talked about the empowerful zone? If you're just going to stay stuck in the uncomfortable zone or the so-called comfort zone, then what's your future going to be like? I've got so much I'm up against right now. You don't even know. I'm not going to get into it all, but it's a lot, it's a lot of stuff. You know, things I haven't even talked about. I mean, I fight every day. And I want you to do the same. Let's let's fight. Come on, let's link arms and fight for the future. And I know that that can seem a little daunting, especially now when it seems like certainly in the United States of America and probably the entire world has never been so upside down, backwards, tilted on its axis, divided, scary. I mean, it's just, we're in, and I know there have been times in history where they thought it was couldn't get any worse, but I don't know, my 60 years, I'm just looking around befuddled at what in the world is going on and how many angry people and how they're so into divisiveness and and how unsettling it is with other countries and just the whole nine, right? Okay, so what should we do with that? Should we just stay back thinking about, you know, the good old days? And remember back when it was the good old days, we didn't think they were so wonderful. <laughs> Let, you know, are we going to just stay back in our memories? I mean, you can do that if you want. You can just stay stuck in your memories, but you have to live in the future. It's coming. I mean, it's like a freight train. It is coming. Since I started recording this podcast, about 10 minutes have passed. We stepped into the future while we were talking. While you were listening to this podcast, we step 10 more minutes into the future. And it's just going to keep coming. Minute after minute after minute after minute after minute. I don't necessarily like the term that says get over it because I think it can be irreverent and disrespectful to whatever somebody's going through. But there are things we probably should just get over. Right? I mean, come on, let's face it. There are things we do need to get over. That thing that someone said to you five years ago, I think you should probably let it go and get over it. I mean, it might not have been nice and they probably owe you an apology and all that, but who cares? We got, I mean, this is going to just mess you up. It's not worth it. It really isn't. I know somebody that she's a wonderful person, but she really struggles with letting go of things. I mean, carries it around almost like a badge of honor. I'm so mad at that person. They wronged me and you know, this happened and literally I'll go, are we talking about that thing that happened 10 years ago? Really? Are we really still talking about that one? Wow. It's just holding on to all of this anger and resentment and feeling like a victim and just one thing after the next. It's constant. There's always somebody that she's upset with that wronged her, that did something. And she relives it and talks about it over and over and over and for weeks, months, and years. And it's fine. Sometimes we bring things up in a teaching moment or even just like a, wow, interesting human psychology moment. I will do that to go, wow, you know, it's really interesting how that person was thinking then or whatever. But, but she's really hurt, still hurt. I would honestly say that, you know, this, this was something that you felt was unfair in a job that was 15 years ago. 
you got to let that go because that person's moved on with their life and it's just ruining yours. It's ruining your future. I just believe there are so many things in the past we have to let go of. I've told you before that we had a, a friend that we called family that betrayed us and stole our savings. And, um, you know, not that many years ago and, and it was painful. It's, it, it really rocked me in so many ways. I mean, it scared me to lose the money. It scared me. Um, it, it just baffled my brain that somebody like that would betray us. And anyway, long story short, I've had to let that go because I, I can't carry that into my future. And so I think that's where a lot of us don't move into the future and can't let go of the past. We're either hanging on to, oh, it was so wonderful back then. It was easy. It was, and you know, if you could drop yourself back there, you'd probably go back there and go, oh, hmm, I guess it wasn't that easy. You know what I mean? I mean, we were picking out the wonderful parts that we think it, it was back then, but we also had struggles back then. We also had challenges. We had fears. We had doubts. But when we look back at it, because we feel like where we are isn't so great. When we look back at it, it seems like it was so much more wonderful back then. And perhaps some of your memories, life was more wonderful and easier. But you can't go back there. And so by staying stuck there, I'm not saying not to remember, like I said earlier, but when we stay stuck back there, it really affects our future. It keeps us from being prepared for it, embracing it and making the most of it. And, you know, even being prepared, it's kind of interesting because nobody can prepare for something like the death of their daughter. It doesn't matter that she was in addiction for 15 years and I, there was a high likelihood that, you know, she would end up this way based on the choices she was making and the danger she was putting herself in and all that. But I couldn't prepare for that moment on the porch. No way. There, there was no amount of me writing books and speaking and being strong and developing nine weapons of hope and all that. None of that could have prepared me for this for that. But in the long run, it did prepare me. All of the work that I did allowed me to get back up and keep going and to even, you know, expand my message and my mission and, and, um, really be more con committed and all of that. All of that preparation couldn't prepare me for the heartbreak, the hole in my heart, the moment, but it did prepare me for the moment. Does that make sense? And so I think that's what we all have to do. We have to be preparing for the future, not embracing, you know, not embracing. I didn't mean embracing. I meant bracing, you know, like bracing for the storm. Oh no, batten down the hatches and, and, um, you know, prepare for the hurricane. We actually used to live in a little, on a little Island outside of Miami in the Bay there. And it was called Key Biscayne. And when we lived there for almost four years, we did have a couple of hurricane warnings and, Thankfully, they got downgraded before they hit us, but they were serious storms. And what everybody would do was so weird. I'd never lived in a place like this. I lived in Seattle where we had earthquakes and different types of storms. But when you know it's coming and they actually come pretty slowly, right? They don't move very fast. So you can, you, they track it and everybody's waiting and we're just literally battening down the hatches. You go to the store and all the water's gone and everybody's just stocking up and getting their ice chests out and, you know, preparing for the power to go out and all this. And the other thing is that we all have, you have hurricane shutters that you close or people would board up their windows. You take in your lawn furniture because that's the stuff that's flying around hitting people. You take all the outdoor stuff in. 
And then you literally sit in the darkness. I remember one such time, it was so weird. We were literally in the dark and we could hear, not in the dark, meaning there was no light coming in from the outside. We still had power, but we could hear, we couldn't see out the window, but we could hear things flying around in the wind. We had no idea what was going on out there. We were bracing, bracing for the storm. I think maybe there's a little part of us that has a need to brace for the future, but I think it's better to embrace the future and prepare for the future. How do you prepare for something if you have no idea, right? It would be like us sitting in that house in Key Biscayne going, okay, so we got to prepare for something, some kind of natural disaster, but they haven't told us which one. Huh. We're not sure if it's going to be an earthquake. We're not sure if it's going to be a hurricane. It could be a tornado. We're just not sure which of, of Mother Nature's craziness is going to happen. We can't prepare. Okay, well, let's prepare for everything then. <laughs> right? I mean, just trying to make a funny analogy there. How are we going to prepare for we don't know what? Well, I have a couple things that I can tell you right now. I know for a fact that there are some things that you can do that will prepare you for anything and everything. Number one is faith. And I know it's tough. And I'm actually going to do my next podcast is going to be on having faith when you get the middle finger from heaven. <laughs> or it feels like you get the middle finger from heaven. But having faith. I don't know how I would have survived or would be surviving now without faith. Courage. And a lot of that comes from faith. Strength. Courage. Courage to overcome, courage to face the future, courage to say, I'm not going to live back there, courage to let go of the past, courage to say, I'm going to be there no matter what you have in store for me, future, no matter what storms, no matter what beauty, no matter what wonderful things and what pain you have for me, because it's all coming and hope. So if you start to prepare in that way, at least that's been my experience. You will be prepared for whatever comes your way. So there is a way to prepare for this future that we're so concerned about and afraid of. But you've got to be committed to not forgetting the past, but to letting go of the past. Join me and my Trauma Disruptors Facebook group where you can chat not just with me, but with other people who are walking through the kind of difficulties you are, the kind of challenges that you have. It's always better to not feel alone. There's nothing like linking arms with other people. And you know what's interesting? I want you to know this. I am not that kind of person. I'm not a group joiner. I'm the kind of person that keeps my private life private. Yes, that was me. That's I am still that person doing this. Isn't that crazy? And I just, I'm a private person. I don't want to sit and talk to people about my problems. I only do this stuff because I know it's helping other people. But some people need a lot more communication. My point was going to be that even though I'm not that kind of person, I still have learned how important it is, even if it's a small number of people, to connect with other people that you can gain wisdom from and insight and perspective. And I get that all the time in the people that I interact with. So I invite you to join me on Facebook. It's a private group called Trauma Disruptors. And I hope to see you there. And certainly I will come back and chat with you next week for another episode of Still Standing with Valerie Silvera. Thank you so much for listening. 
And remember, your story matters, so live it courageously. Thanks again for being here. It is time for you to use your story to disrupt your trauma for good. Your story matters, so you've got to learn how to live it courageously. Link arms with me at ValerieSilvera.com. We are in this thing called life together. It's time to disrupt our trauma for good.